honestly, like, <laughs> being hairless as a woman is fucking exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. I'm personally rarely hairless. I'll tell you that right now. I'll give you that. I'll give you that little slice of information for free. <laughs> Hey hot stuff, thanks for clicking on this episode and tuning in and becoming a hotter version of yourself today. You're welcome, that's hot. (laughs) That was Amanda Duckdog giving you that inspirational little intro just there. So I'm sitting across from the beautiful, spectacular, unbelievable, unforgettable, incredible baby V. (laughs) You're on something right now. I'm one cocktail deep and I'm like really into it. Anyway, I'm sitting across from my beautiful bestie for the resty and co-host, Miss Cara Aridi. My name's Duck Dog and we're really excited to imagine imagine someone listening to the podcast for the first time. <laughs> and this is the episode they click on. And I'm like, my name's Duck Dog. Like, and you just call me Baby V. <laughs> I don't have a V in my name. <laughs> no, but do you get the reference? Yeah, it's been a sergeant. Okay, good. Making Which is sure. a bit of a problematic reference for you to make, but it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Hope you've had a very beautiful week. I also hope that. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you kick us off, Dal, with today's episode and let us know what you have to be honest about this week. Okay. So this week I have to be honest about the fact that I am feeling (laughs) a little bit lost and confused and overwhelmed with life and existence. (sighs) What the fuck am I doing is the overall theme of my current emotional state, Mm -hmm. which... We've done episodes on this before. It's very common. It's fine. I know it also comes after like a period of like busyness and like mm. a lot going on and like maybe like an adrenaline dump and stuff like that. So I'm, I know why it's happening and everything. I'm just riding the wave of waking up every morning, staring at my ceiling and thinking, is this all there is? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I so relate. I wake up like... Am I going to do the same thing today that I've done almost every other day this week? And then I am I going to do it for the rest of my life? <laughs> that doesn't feel good. <laughs> do I even like my life? Am I happy? Am I usually excited by my day? <laughs> spiraling before 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite my favorite breakfast is Avo and Toast for the side of spiraling. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I have to be honest about. What do you have to be honest about? Okay, I have to be honest about the fact that I someone pissed me off today. <laughs> this happened literally like half an hour before we came to the studio. Like, And <laughs> Ducky turned to me and goes, I'm going to be honest about that experience. <laughs> Go ahead, doll. So here's the thing. I'm not someone who gets like irrationally pissed off that often. You think that I – what? Do you have something to say? I don't think – no, I don't think you do it often, but I think when it comes to service of any kind, you are less likely to let things slide. I just think it costs nothing to be kind. Being nice is free. Being nice is free, and if I'm being nice to you, why are you being so fucking rude to me back? Yeah. So basically, today we're getting some furniture delivered. We got a new cabinet because we have merch now, if you didn't know. Yeah. TBHthepodcast.com. Go fucking buy it. <laughs> So our cabinet can be empty. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, like, yeah, you could buy it, but it's the fine. cabinet's going to be full of shit regardless. Yeah. So. <laughs> so 
basically we ordered this cabinet. The guy calls. He's like, I'm just at the intersection. I'm around the corner. I'm going to be there soon. We're like, cool. Great. Guy in a truck is coming. We walk down the stairs. We walk truck, down the stairs. Truck down the truck street. Truck pulls up. FedEx truck. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you really? Really calling out FedEx. You go. Oh, as I should. Yeah. Anyway, I literally am like, I walk over to the truck. There's a man there. Mm. And I'm like, hey. And he looks at me. Doesn't and, say anything. Yeah. And then just like holds his ear like, what did you just say? And I said, hi. And he goes, what number? And I was like, I'm not going to say, but like I said the number. And he was like, not you. And I was like. I was stunned. I was literally The girl like, was too stunned to speak. I, like. was, I was literally like, why is this man being so rude? And then he proceeded to just like be so pathetic and rude. It was like honestly unbelievable. I'm just bothered. I just yeah. feel insanely bothered because I was like, he didn't even say hello back. Like he <laughs> didn't. Even, I said hello twice, and he refused to acknowledge that. And I'm like, why are you so off me, bro? Like I didn't even do. I'm literally just saying hello. You heard it here first. FedEx hires small dick energy men for their <laughs> for their roles, and that's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all. That's all we're saying. And <laughs> at least in Australia, yeah. So <laughs> that's what I have to be honest about today. Someone pissed me off, and I was. Very obviously pissed off. You had that moment after, like, he'd left and after we went upstairs where you're like, I wish I had said something. Oh, I wish I had have been like, <laughs> did I do something to offend you? You man? You man. Talking to Burn. me like that? <laughs> no, but I wish I had said something. Imagine if I'd been like, sorry, did I do something wrong? And then he would be like, what would he say? I know you don't like me because I look like a hooker. <laughs> That was a euphoria reference if you didn't get it. <laughs> anyway, I understand. Bothersome. bothersome. Very bothersome. Yeah. But today we're doing an unprofessional opinions episode. Yes. Which you might have t- you might have been able to tell by the general mood of this episode, which is just Chaos. Chaos. Utter chaos. I love unprofessional opinions episodes. I say it in every unprofessional. <laughs> I was about to say you say this every time. <laughs> but they're my favourite because they're so random and they're so fun. And I get to sit and look and at my so hot quirky. best friend. Oh, my God, they're not like other girls. I get to sit and look at my hot best friend and talk shit mm-hmm. for, like, 40 to 50 minutes. So let's start with the first question, if we're going to talk some shit. Okay. How important do you think it is to be in the same life stage as your partner? I find this very interesting, right, because sometimes people will say, like, for example, if a relationship doesn't work out and they, like, blame it on timing. Mm. I never really thought that that was a thing, but I do think that it's a thing. Because I think that no matter how much you love someone, there are some circumstances that you just can't make it work in. I completely agree. And life stage is a very interesting thing because I think it depends on how different you are. Like some people might be ready for marriage and some people aren't even considering it. And that is obviously going to affect your relationship. Yeah, and the same where if like, you know, and obviously everyone's different to everyone. Some people might be totally fine with being in like a different life stage. Mm -hmm. And some people might be like, it just isn't working and it would completely depend on the couple. But like, for example, like if someone is, you know, working in their career, in their field and someone's still studying, like that might be something that's hard to navigate. Yeah. And like you said, like kids, marriage, like the pace of the relationship, like age is a huge thing. Like yeah. I know we spoke about that last episode because if you date with a big age gap, it's kind of expected to a degree that there would be maybe a level of... I don't know, like 
separation in terms of where mm. you are versus where your partner is. Yeah. I think it's just a subjective opinion. Like I personally think for me, life stage would be quite a big thing. Absolutely. The thing is like, for example, if I met someone right now and they like wanted to have kids in the next three years, it would just be a fuck Hard no. no. Like that is just like, we can't work as a, in a relationship because I'm not willing to compromise on that. And if that person isn't willing to compromise either, then it's just like an absolute yeah. no. You know, like, for example, some people really want to be travelling and, you know, seeing the world and some people are really committed to their careers and don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, leave where they are. And I just think that it is important. How important it is is up to you, I mm. think, because I don't think anyone can tell you how important it is and where you are willing to make sacrifices or not. Because mm-hmm. some people are willing to sort of like see what their partner wants and sort of like mold their life to that and that's what makes them feel happy and good and that's great but a lot of people especially people that I know are not willing to compromise on the Mm -hmm. things that they want outside of their relationship yeah so I think our answer is kind of important but not the most important but also it depends on how important it is to you (laughs) that's our answer (laughs) is this episode just going to be us like (laughs) avoiding answering questions I think every episode is kind of like that (laughs) Okay, so next we have, should I move to my dream city that's cheap or an expensive city where all of my friends live? This one was interesting to me because I kind of felt like usually you'd hear it the opposite way around. Like Mm. the question would be instead, should I move to the cheap city where my friends are or my dream city where it's expensive? I feel like that's kind of what we... Yeah. hear a lot it's like oh my god I really want to move to New York but it's so expensive mm-hmm. but this is kind of the opposite like in this scenario I'm my initial opinion is go for the dream city yeah in my opinion reading this question I was like it's obvious yeah um definitely would say move to your dream city that's cheap because a it's cheap, cheap so <laughs> it's not like you're putting yourself fully out by like moving yeah. there. If it doesn't work out, it's not going to be the biggest deal in the world. Mm-hmm. And you always have that expensive city you can go to with your friends as a backup. Mm-hmm. And B, it's your dream city. Like if mm-hmm. you don't take the opportunity now, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to remember that like, you know, if you move to the city, like that's your dream city and then you realise it's actually not your dream to live there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you like it for a period or maybe you don't like it at all. You've tried it, yeah, and like you just said, Ducky, like you know, if it's a, if it's cheap, it won't be that bad to move again afterwards. Mm-hmm. And maybe you do move to the place with your friends, or maybe you move to your dream city and you make m- new friends and stuff like that. Like I do think there's a degree of moving that when it comes to like making friends and stuff like that and leaving the people you love. Like obviously that's daunting and mm-hmm. that's something that's quite confronting, especially if you're young. But all signs for me point to dream city right all, now. Yeah, all signs for me. Point to dream city. Life's what you make it, so let's make it dream city. happen in your dream city. <laughs> okay. So fitting the burning, <laughs> the burning question that everyone wants to know. Fitting that I guess I have to read this one out. Should I read it? I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, no, you. you read it. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a short answer, let me tell you that. Oh, but we can get into it okay. if you want. Has Kara been on any dates recently? First of all, why didn't anyone ask about me? <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i'm here excuse me i'm here and i could have been on some dates i haven't no but i could have well, you did in the new year i think we've already touched i think we've discussed and gone okay anyway the, the question is has Kara been on any dates recently? the answer is no why um that's, that's a great question mm-hmm. 
I want to say I've been busy, which is not a lie, but it's not, not the, the whole, whole truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm aware of the fact that I am roadblocking myself. I'm aware of it. Uh-huh. I can admit it. It's happening. Uh-huh. I think to myself every now and then, hmm, why haven't I swiped, spoken to some guys? And the answer is always just haven't really put the energy in. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for a hinge binge. Okay, we say this like every five episodes. Hinge annoys me <laughs> unless they want to sponsor us, in which case I love them. <laughs> like, You need to watch the episode of Jubilee that I watched and then you'll be hinge convinced. Why? I just think you will be. Well, the episode of Jubilee that you watched said that people who are looking for relationships are on Hinge, right? Right, you don't want a relationship. No, I don't not want a relationship, right. but I'm also just like not only looking for a relationship. Right. But the, okay, regardless, the, the thing is, the answer is that I haven't been on dates and it is partially, okay, it's mostly my own fault. Uh-huh. I just, but then I'm also like I haven't met anyone on dating apps yet that I really like. Here's the thing. I promise you listening that if Kara goes on a date, I will bring it up on the podcast. She will be put on the spot. Yeah, so stop asking. And she will discuss it. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited. The thing is, I and everyone around you is excited for you to go on a date. I'm, I'm going to try, guys. I'm going to try. I'll do it for you, not for me. I'll do it for all the listeners. So let's leave it. Think of it as like a class project, and you're the leader. So what are you guys all doing? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Nothing apparently. Nothing, but but enjoying the the show and tell doll. Okay, we can we can do that. We can do a class project. Okay. Okay. So the next question is moving on swiftly from that one. Can we choose who we love, and can you learn to love someone? I have so much to say about this topic. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of things in my head initially I want to kind of start with can you learn to love someone Mm. my answer is fuck no oh really oh yeah oh I have a very different opinion to you yeah I have a very different opinion like I just was like recently thinking about like someone that I know in my life who really thinks I'm great and dateable right Mm -hmm. and Thinking about, like, why haven't I given them a shot? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're nice, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, I just can't force myself to love them. Yes, I agree with that. So this is where my mind goes okay. with this question. Okay, I think we're coming at it from different angles. So the way that my mind was going <laughs> was that, can is it possible to learn to love someone? I think it is. I actually think that, let's just say I put you and that specific person on an island and like that was the only option no oh hun you are absolutely kidding yourself i'm not kidding yourself i'm i'm literally like get the ick just thinking about because that. you have because you don't say i have options because you I do have options <laughs> you do have options okay my point is that i think when you if you were to spend enough time with someone and you were to truly see them and stuff like that I think as a human, we could learn to love people when we truly know them because everyone has their great aspects and everyone has their crappy aspects and everything in between. Right. So I think it is possible to learn to love someone. You don't think it's possible in general? I think it's possible to, like, 
okay, I don't think it's possible to learn to be attracted to someone. I think I just disagree. Okay, that's fine. I think it's possible to learn to love someone in the sense that, like, just say, like, you had a friend who I didn't fully vibe with and I, like, put in the effort to, like, learn to love them Mm -hmm. and, like, get to know them and stuff. I totally see it when it comes to that. But when it comes to romantic love, I just don't think – I personally don't think that I could learn to love someone. Like, And I say that as someone who is very romantic and desires Mm. love a lot. Okay. I personally could not see myself, like, trying – to fall in love with someone Mm. and trying to get myself to do that because for me love is not something that can be chosen okay Mm -hmm. all right I want to say that I'm not like a hundred percent on the side of you can learn to love someone but I just don't think I'm as convinced that you can't as you right I think I'm kind of somewhere in between I think it's possible okay I think that humans are kind of like design humans are designed to love and to be loved and we can learn with a person who maybe is not our first choice. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's move on to the second part of the question. Can we choose who we love? Yes. Okay. Do you think so? For the most part, no. Mm. I think you can – I don't really know how to word this properly, Mm -hmm. but, like, I think you can definitely – make a conscious choice to continue falling for someone and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, once again, that I could, like, meet someone and decide I'm going to fall in love with them Mm -hmm. because I don't think that that's the way that love works. You know what I'm really interested in, and I don't know anything about this topic really, so I'm not going to, like, speak much on it, but, Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot about arranged marriages Mm -hmm. in regards to these kind of questions because you do see a lot of people like I've read articles and stuff like that from people who say that you know their parents or even them have had an arranged marriage and you know meeting the person initially wouldn't be the person they chose but they genuinely learned to love them Mm. or that they've chosen to love them right and I think that's super interesting because I do think that like obviously there's an element of like power of your mind to like commit to someone in that way right Mm -hmm. but I agree with you for the most part like in terms of it's interesting because I think to quote Selena Gomez the heart wants what it wants a lot of the time sometimes you just need to pull out the Selena card (laughs) and that's okay exactly Uh it is it's okay sometimes yeah like I think that it's I think most of us probably have had a like scenario where we just simply like we kind of can't explain why we like someone or love mm. someone, but we just do. So I do think, to a degree, like you can't choose it. But then I'm kind of like, am I contradicting myself from my last? <laughs> so now I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. not too sure. Anyway, I I think it's a very complex question because I think that everyone has totally different opinions on this, yeah. and it's all based on personal experience, what you've experienced in the past, and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely very interesting. Hopefully, we covered it in some way. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, we love this question. Mm-hmm. Like the way this was written, we we're like, good for you <laughs> yeah. for the vulnerability. So. How do I unobsess? I've been on two dates with a man and I'm fully deluded. Help. Okay. I again love this question. Yeah. Because again, I think most of us can in some capacity relate. Oh, absolutely. Like and I think the key to this is like when we're first dating someone or even if we're just talking to someone or if we have a crush on someone. Mm. 
it's really easy to let your mind like run away with this like fantasy almost of like what's going to happen, what your relationship's going to be like, how it's going to progress. Mm-hmm. And it's not until it's almost not until it comes crashing down around you sometimes that you realize that you completely made up this story in totally. your head. Yeah. Because I think we naturally fill in the gaps with things like this, right? Like you go on two dates with someone, like you think they're funny and they're cute and you have like, you know, banter and a good connection. And so then you start to fill in the little gaps like about Mm. how they'd fit into your life and how maybe they'd be with your friends and your family and stuff. And like those things obviously aren't Mm -hmm. reality yet. Yeah, They could be true one day. but You don't know how it's actually going to go. We generally kind of put our, I guess, like idealised version of it in there totally I think it's very natural especially when you're really vibing with someone like it's okay to feel some sort of attachment Mm. after a couple of dates and like really vibe with someone that's totally fair enough we're human we value romantic and sexual connection Mm -hmm. and it just like totally makes sense uh I think that most people I know can relate to this like obsessed feeling because Mm -hmm. I think it happens to the best of us Mm -hmm. it is really hard especially if you're you know, you've met someone after a long time of not meeting someone awesome or maybe it's your first time really vibing someone this much. It's like, it's just a form of infatuation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to be, you know, infatuated or like really attracted to someone and really eager to see them again and stuff like that. But I do think it's important, and I think this person knows this, to Mm -hmm. really look at what is actually reality which can be quite confronting to do, especially if you're like in this state of mind of thinking how things could go, but really be like, okay, what is the reality of the situation right now? I've been on two dates with this guy. So presumably he's into me, Mm -hmm. right? Hopefully we're going to go on a third date. Is me obsessing over him productive? Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, it's not. No. Because you create this idea of what your relationship would be like in your head. I've done this many times. Like, So many times I have met someone and I've thought about the way that they would like fit into my life, which of my friends would they get along with and stuff like that. And it's like, it is a form of obsession in Mm. some way. But I think the thing is, it kind of like tarnishes how the relationship actually goes. Because the reality is never going to measure up to what the obsessed version has because the obsessed version in our heads is like a version without like any issues, yes. right? Usually like who puts issues in to their fantasy land? Yeah. I think that you're completely correct. Like I completely agree. But that's not to say also that you can't have like a level of like infatuation, like, oh, a, totally. like a, you know, a honeymoon period kind yeah. of thing when you first start seeing someone and it's super exciting and you're like giddy and you're, and you're like just super excited to see what happens with it. Like yeah. I think there's a level of quote unquote like obsession that's, totally normal and Mm. healthy and like to be honest kind of the best part about dating someone new yeah that feeling of like meeting someone new and really vibing with them and just thinking they're great Mm -hmm. is awesome it's a really exciting giddy feeling and that's totally valid but it's when it kind of impacts your life or when it starts to take over your life and you're like you maybe you can't like you're so like making yourself so anxious excited that you can't sleep or eat Mm -hmm. that literally has happened to me before like I literally am like not eating and not sleeping because I'm like so like Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, like obsessed with yeah. this like idea. That's, I think, when it becomes a bit too much, when totally. you can't take care of yourself and you can't do, like you can't live your regular life. Mm-hmm. See your friends, go to your job and like just enjoy 
life as it is. Yeah. So I think as far as our advice goes for this, I'll speak for the both of us, but Mm -hmm. interrupt me if I'm wrong. (laughs) I think really try and check yourself with reality. It's not a bad thing to do that. And just really remind yourself that obsessing over someone isn't going to be the healthiest thing moving forward. And I think that you know that. I think that's Mm. why uh, you said this. And really try and focus on like, I'm excited and that's okay, but Mm. I don't need to think that this person is the best person I've ever met in my entire life yeah. you know, and my life will be this way with them and stuff like that. Like really try and ground yourself with it mm-hmm. and remind yourself of who you are, what you're doing and I think that's it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is pubic hair. I feel ashamed without full Brazilian during sex, especially with one night stands. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm going to assume this is a woman. Mm-hmm. This is so well, you know common. What? It's really interesting. Sorry to interrupt you there, mm. but it's really interesting because I've had sex with men before who have been super insecure about having pubic hair. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a thing with men as well. Yeah. As in insecure about having too much of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like maybe there's a sweet spot with men where it like feels manly but not too manly, not too mm. much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But obviously, as we know with women, no hair is the kind of the expectation yeah I think that it's yeah it's quite normal to be like aware of this I guess Mm -hmm. because like I said like you know if you were to watch like any movie or like if you were to watch porn and stuff like that or a tv show with a sex scene majority of the time it is a woman who like doesn't have a fucking shred of hair on her body (laughs) and I mean I personally think that and I'm sure that you do too, mm. that you should just do whatever the fuck you want with your own body. Like if you yeah. don't want to shave, you don't want to wax, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that the per- the right person should kind of like respect that from you. Yeah. Obviously everyone has preferences mm-hmm. and that's fine as well. Yeah. But there's a lot of taboo around body hair and like pubic hair in particular. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's very interesting because you're right in the sense that people are just attracted to different things, mm-hmm. right? Like – like I was saying, I've had sexual partners who have felt super insecure and I'm like, I literally have never given a second thought mm-hmm. to it at all. It's not something I that is even on my mind whatsoever, right? So for me, that's how I am. But there would be some people who have sex with men who are very specific about what they like mm. and things like that. And the same goes for people who have sex with women because some people have preferences. Other people literally couldn't care. I'm going to take a leaf out of your uh, book from when you were 19 and I watched a YouTube video that you were in. And you talked about... Absolutely no idea where this is going. I think I've talked to you about this before, but um, Karen, our friend Ali, did this YouTube video years and years ago. (laughs) And it was talking about like... It was like a girl talk video talking about feeling insecure in your body when you're having sex with someone for the first time or when you're having sex with someone in general. And I think that this applies here because... A lot of the time we feel so insecure and we're thinking so much about what we look like, how, you know, others are going to perceive us or how the person we're being intimate with is going to perceive us when in reality, like I would say 90% of people, this might be a big call for me to make, but I'd say like 90% of people literally couldn't give a fuck. They're just stoked that you're in front of them naked. Literally. Like, (laughs) do you think, (laughs) do you think that like you're going to be, I just think that, like, if you're having sex with someone who deserves to be having sex with you, they are not going to be 
judging you for the way that you look. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to remind yourself that the most important person for you to please is yourself. And that is deciding to have body hair or not have body hair, deciding to wear what you want to wear or not what you want to wear, all of these things. Like I think it's really important to be like, this is what feels good for me and this is why I choose to do this. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think like if someone judges you or shames you for that, it is literally on them. I know it's easier said Mm -hmm. than felt, but it is on them. It is a them problem. Yeah, and it's they're not worth your time if that's how they make you feel. And if some if someone's going to make you feel shamed, that's on them. If it's not someone's preference and that's not what, you know, they're attracted to or whatever, I do still think that it's a bit of like a taboo topic to mm. be honest. I do still think that the reason why a lot of people feel like people need to look a certain way is because of what they've seen in the media. Absolutely. But the fact is is that if someone's not going to f- make you feel safe and comfortable and, you know, amazing when you're having sex with them, they are not for you. Yeah. It's not about you not being for them. They yeah. are not for you. You need to exist. You need to do what you, like, want to do. Like, if you don't want to be getting Brazilians, you don't want to be shaving every other day. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> being hairless as a woman is fucking exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm personally rarely hairless. I'll tell you that right now. I'll give you that. I'll give you that little slice of information for free. I don't give a fuck half the time, uh-huh. and I think that it's completely like there's no not, there's no right answer because mm-hmm. if you want to shave and you want to wax, do that. If you don't, don't do that. If you want to maybe like just go in between, that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just about. You know, I guess understanding that there's no that like obviously feeling shame, like we said, like it's a taboo, a taboo topic, and it's something that we're taught from a really young age. So it makes sense that there's shame wrapped up in it, mm. but there actually is nothing to be ashamed about in like literally being in your natural body as it is. Yeah. So again, if someone makes you feel ashamed about it or insecure, that is on them, and mm. it's not about you. Yeah. Okay, can we get a recap of Hot Girl Summer? Did <laughs> La Nina interrupt the vibes? <laughs> <laughs> I just like fuck with this question so hard. I'm like, thank you so much. It's the it's the um <laughs> it's the really lighthearted nature of saying, did La Nina fuck with the vibes? Yeah. And we've just had like intense flooding in oh Queensland my God, and New honestly. South Wales. But yes, La Nina fucked with the vibes hard. I literally think I've swam in the ocean like I think I swam in the ocean maybe five times tops, and that's being generous. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't even think I made it in that many times. Yeah. It it fucked with the vibe, yeah. I don't <laughs> think that we had a hot girl summer. I'm just gonna say oh, that. Wow. I don't think we had a hot girl summer. We at were all. hot girls, but it was not a hot girl summer. It was not, and they're two entirely different yes. things. I feel like this summer was a stressful, unhot, rainy experience. You know what's not hot? Stress. <laughs> you know what's not hot? Anxiety. You know what's not hot? Existential crisis. <laughs> You know what's not hot? <laughs> Wanting to lie in bed all day because you don't want to face reality. <laughs> so, yeah, in short, not a hot girl summer. No. I'm looking forward to a hot girl winter, though. I will say that. Wait, I've been looking forward to winter so much. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, fucking with the cosy vibes. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been thinking I want to, like, for, like, one night, I want to, like, get an Airbnb by myself, like, with a, like, a wood fire it's a nice way of saying thing. i'm not invited thanks yeah no, no, but sometimes you just crave alone time and like just be there and just like cook myself yeah 
Oh, the cozy vibes are very present. I'm like very ready for it. It's not quite the same when it's cozy, like raining on the coast, but also fucking hot and humid. Like yeah. it's not the same. No. So, yeah. In short, Hoko Summer was an absolute fucking fail. What but did we're we hopeful even, for the rest of the, what did we do? What did we? I don't know what we did the entire summer. Oh, we had friends here, so that was hot. We we've had no, we had okay, we had fun. We had fun. We're not saying our life has been terrible. We no. we've had a great time, but it wasn't the hot girl summer that we imagined. You I, know, it was a hot girl summer, twenty nineteen leading into twenty twenty. Okay, that was hot. That for was you. a hot girl. That was hot for you. Oh, yes, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sick of you saying that. It was hot for you, but I worked weekends <laughs> and never got to go to the beach with my friends, and so I would just sit at home two days a week okay. by myself while everyone was at work, and then all of our friends would go to the beach together on the weekend and come into the cafe I was working at and be like, hi, and I'd be like high with like 30 coffee dockets up being like hating my life so don't say that that was the hottest girl summer ever because i wasn't even a part of it okay i feel like i just got absolutely <laughs> reamed okay let me <laughs> let me revise uh-huh. i had a hot girl summer <laughs> that year look I, I actually do feel bad for you because that was a hot girl summer for not you apparently and then it was COVID. Then it was a COVID girl summer, which was not the same. And then it and, was a Lanina girl summer. Yeah, and even last summer was wet as well. The thing is, is that I just didn't feel like the hottest version of myself this summer, and I think that that says it all. Yeah. Did you feel like the hottest no. version of yourself? I was going to say. Absolutely Don't not. look at me like I'm crazy. Like I no, feel like no, I was no. Across the board. I was trying not to laugh because I'm still getting over the fact that you just fully had a fucking <laughs> But anyway, hot girl winter is where it's at, I think. Yeah. We're currently in hot girl autumn. Autumn. It's not that hot yet. <laughs> um, I'm feeling okay. You literally said at the beginning <laughs> of this episode that you're lost and you have no idea what you're doing. It's true. It's true. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the last question is, what are your thoughts on a romantic relationship with one meat eater and one vegan? dietary differences in general okay i have many opinions on this okay i personally as someone who is vegan i to some degree don't care what my partner eats it's very important for me personally and this won't be the same for all vegans because there are a lot of vegans who will only date vegans for me it's very important that the person that i'm dating understands why I'm vegan, respects that I'm vegan and is interested and willing to eat vegan food because mm-hmm. I think that like vegan food is a very important part of my life. I cook vegan food for a living. I really enjoy going out to eat and I like to share that with a romantic partner. I personally have dated like I think two vegans mm-hmm. and every other person that I've dated has not been vegan but the common denominator with the people that I dated is that they were very respectful of my dietary choices and very, very willing to eat vegan food with mm-hmm. me. So it was literally never a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. I think that it really is a circumstantial personal decision, but I definitely think that being a vegan, you can be in a relationship with a meat eater if you feel comfortable doing so. Absolutely, yeah. I feel the same. Like I actually don't think I would care that much dating a meat eater, but I I, I think it's the same as you. Like, you know, you want to have someone who is going to want to share meals or go to restaurants that specifically cater to your dietary requirements Mm. so like 
you know, a vegan restaurant or a vegetarian restaurant and, like, you know, taking the time to actually make sure that you mm. experience those things that you really like as well rather than, for example, like going to restaurants where you can only get both at all times because yeah. a lot of the time, especially if you're vegan, that's not the best options mm-hmm. for you. Um, so, yeah, and obviously it goes without saying you don't want someone making stupid jokes about your no. choices and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, it, it, but it's definitely a, a personal preference yeah. because like you said, like if you personally don't feel like you want to date someone who eats meat, like that's completely, totally. I guess, like your prerogative to do that yeah um I personally don't feel that way I have in the past like in the past I've thought I couldn't like when I first kind of went vegan Mm -hmm. but then like as I kind of like went along in life I was like it's kind of just you know as long as someone's respectful and nice about it I don't think that I would really mind that much it's also just like only so many vegan men in the world it's hard enough to find a good guy regardless (laughs) regardless of what they eat (laughs) look hun I just feel like that is a beautiful way (laughs) to end this chaotic episode i think it is as always guys thank you so much for listening you can find us on instagram at tbh.pod that's where you can ask us questions for unprofessional opinion episodes like this in the future you can also follow my beautiful amazing outstanding can't be replaced co-host amanda ducks at amanda ducks on instagram you can also follow me at kara Reedy on instagram As always, we would really love if you could sub to our YouTube channel, leave us a five-star review and also buy us dinner because (laughs) we know we're asking a lot in general, so why not add that on? Anyway, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. As always, we look forward to being in your ears next Friday morning and hope you have a really beautiful week. Bye.